And here we are. Hi, folks. Ken here with Generation Red, along with my co-host. Hello, folks. I'm Scott. I am the son of the dad. (laughs) That's right. There's another son of another dad who's really highly connected to the Huskers that we're going to talk about today that everybody's talking about, which is, of course, Dylan Raiola and his surprise visit, the unofficial come to see his Uncle Donnie visit last weekend and uh, showed up at PBA, all that fun stuff, threw the bones, drove the crowd into a frenzy. We're just going to kind of talk a little bit about what does it mean? What did the visit actually mean? Uh, Does it mean more than we think it does? Does it mean less than we think it does? And we'll kind of talk about some of his motivation and some things uh, along those lines. So it won't be as long as an episode as usual, folks. So uh, just stick around for a few minutes and we should have a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, any overall thoughts that you had before we kind of dive into the bullet points we want to talk about, Scott? Well, my my overall thoughts, before we get into the points, to be a little bit redundant there, um, <laughs> is just that this just feels like, from the surface level, it just feels like a situation that I think Husker Nation needs to just chill out a little bit and just don't get our hopes up. Don't sit here and imagine a dynasty rebirthing with our, you know, <laughs> our betrothed, you know, beautiful golden child that's going to come and rec- rescue us to the promised land. Um, but unlike the situation like Mark, Pi- uh, Micah Parsons and a few other guys that we've, uh, had potential to get high, high caliber recruits. Um, I feel like this one's just a little bit different than those. Um, I feel like we stand a fighting chance where those felt more like almost like that, that, that commercial where that guy's like holding a fishing rod with a dollar. He's like, Oh, you want a dollar? Oh, just gotta, <laughs> and he's just like, pull it back. And, and, and this feels a little bit more legitimate than mm-hmm. any other, high caliber, high four star, five star recruit that we've ever had on our radar before. So it's exciting, but I'm just trying to just chill out and not really think about it too much. I mean, I'm thinking about the details. I'm thinking about the potential, but I'm trying to not uh, fantasize here is really where I'm getting at. But it is a really exciting idea and a really exciting prospect that we have a pretty decent potential at, at acquiring. So, uh, let's Mm -hmm. roll. Do you have any just overall, just initial thoughts or do we just want to get right into the, right into the the nitty gritty and all that? Good question. Uh, yeah, I do. Cause you kind of inspired a thought in me when you were speaking specifically about looking to Dylan to being the golden child, the rescuer of all things, Husker football and that kind of crap. We just fired a guy like, six months ago who we thought was the golden child and the, and the one that was going to rescue Husker football and it didn't freaking work. So I'm not going to throw all my hopes and dreams on the shoulders of a 17, 18 year old kid who's still trying mm-hmm. to figure out life in many ways. But yep. that being said, no one of this level of caliber as a recruit out of high school has really been available to Nebraska in a long, long time. And the fact that his dad played here and he was the last real bonafide all-american and all-conference player we've had um that says something it says something that he grew up loving husker football came to games a lot 
all that good stuff. And if we were anywhere near the level where we should be as Husker football, I think he's a slam dunk. We'd get him anyway. But because we're not, you know, that's how Georgia and USC and those guys get in and get in there. So that's kind of overall what I'm thinking. Let's take a look at uh, first and foremost, uh, what does this unofficial visit mean? Just showed up. Nobody knew he was coming. I don't even know if the coaching staff knew he was coming. I'm pretty sure Uncle Donnie did. Uh, But to me, it means a lot because there are now at least three. I think last count, there might even be five recruiting services services that are now crystal ball saying that Dylan's going to commit to Nebraska. So I don't know. Uh, What do you think? Do you have any thoughts on that? Or is that just pipe dream at this point from some of these services trying to string us along and pull us by the nose hairs, if you will? Well, if there's anything that is a certainty in this life is that if you make a potentially groundbreaking news cycle that is revolved around Nebraska, we will bite on it and we will take it as far as humanly possible. (laughs) And I mean, obviously recruit analysts, it's not their job to blow up the world of media. Their job is to just Mm -hmm. look at the facts and look at their interpretations of the circumstances surrounding a recruit. And so they're going to make judgment calls based on that, not based on clicks. Um, So with that in mind, all right, we've got some, we've got some good, we've got some good stuff, but that doesn't stop all of the other uh, sports outlets from jumping on this and posting about it as much as they can. And, you know, like a certain Twitter handle that and makes some big announcement or says that there's some post or announcement yeah, we'll that's going to re- that. revolve yeah. around around a certain individual, and Husker Nation is just going to eat that crap up. Yep. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think the unofficial <laughs> visit is pretty cool. I mean, just like from just a base level, like mm-hmm. that was a really, really good decision for all parties. Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, Greg Smith is one of those guys in media that seems to be pretty level-headed when it comes to recruiting. And in many cases over the last few years, he's been pretty doggone right on mm-hmm. about things. And he was on the No Block, No Rock uh, podcast. Big shout out to those guys for getting this Nebraska podcast award show put together August 19, 2023. Keep that in mind, folks. Uh, but they had Greg Smith on. And he, toward the end, they kind of pressed him to the wall and asked him, you know, crystal ball it for us, Greg, what do you think our chances are of getting Dylan? And he basically didn't answer the question by answering it this way. He said he thinks it is a head versus heart decision, meaning head says, yeah, go to UGA if you want to win a national championship or go to USC if you want to win a Heisman. But heart says I could be the new big man on campus just like my old man was and help rescue his alma mater from the doldrums, if you will. Um, and hey, Matt Rule and company have never had a quarterback quite like this to deal with. Uh, so, you know, it would be in developers at heart. You can't tell me that they're not going to really want to get a hold of a kid like this and uh, turn him into something really, really special. And I think Greg thinks he's he's got the heart to want to come and be a player at Nebraska as opposed to just grabbing the brass ring right out of the gate and being just another five-star on campus. I don't know. Am I crazy for thinking that? No, I think, I think you're spot on. I think if that, that's really the most realistic way to interpret that comment. Um, 
Because, yeah, I mean, just from our perspective as a fan base, I mean, the logical conclusion to that is, yeah, your head is going to tell you, where am I going to go that's going to almost guarantee me a a potential Heisman spot or a first-round draft pick or going to the college football playoff? I mean, it's either USC or Georgia. I mean, that's a pretty easy head decision to make. Sure. But, yeah, when it comes from your heart, I mean – who wouldn't want to revive a blue blood program that has been down in the dumps for the better part of two decades? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, yeah. Alrighty. Well, next up, we're talking about specifically what we think would motivate Dylan to actually come to Nebraska. What would be kind of one of those big time factors that that really, other than maybe winning, like this slide says, or even superstardom. Is there something in Dylan's um, makeup, his DNA, if you will, that would uh, motivate him to become a Husker? And I think it's this third option right here. Uh, he's he's definitely a young man who who carries a faith with him. If you look at his um, look at his Twitter profile, the very first thing listed in his profile is not his measurables; it's what he believes in, and that's Colossians three twenty three, which states, uh, "Whatever you do, do your work heartily, as if you're working for the Lord, and not for men." And I think that's pretty significant. And I don't think I'm the only one to think that. I mean, do, do you think that may be a really strong motivating factor for wanting to perhaps become part of a Nebraska culture, especially in the state, that would tend to lean more toward being friendly toward a young man who has a, a deep Christian faith? I mean, it could. It could for sure. Um, I mean, I don't think has he ever said anything outright that that is a determining factor to his potential Mm -hmm. decision. I don't know. I don't know if that's something he's actually said outright to any media outlets or not, but almost, well, I mean, you're going to put up a slide about it or maybe you are, I don't know, but corn craze mentioned it and uh, yeah. Yeah. Corn craze has mentioned it. Few people that I've seen, I can't remember who it's been on. I think I heard it on hail varsity once and that those things do dictate kind of his decision making. Um, I I think this is my perspective is I think that he's a kid who loves underdog stories. He sure. doesn't want to go somewhere and take the easy road. Um, mm-hmm. Going to Georgia and USC by no means is an easy route. You're going to have intense levels of of competition. And you're going to be pushed to your absolute limit. That's what it takes to be a national championship contending team. But Mm -hmm. if he's like me, I'm looking at the underdog story from the grand scheme of things. Who's Mm -hmm. a team that collectively needs competition? Who's a team that hasn't been a prominent, you know, well, I just said earlier, who's a blue blood program that needs a revival? And if, if his faith mm-hmm. is dictating a lot of his decisions, nothing gets a, a Christian more, more motivated than an absolute revival. Um, yes, sir. That's so, right. so, I mean, you com- you combine those two things together. And I think Nebraska offers him both of those opportunities because you've, you're coming, you're going to a state that holds traditional values and you're mm-hmm. going to a football program that holds traditional values and you're going to uh, uh from an individual level you're going to a coaching staff that holds traditional values yep. so 
And then you just sprinkle on that, that little bit of fairy dust. That's the underdog story. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've got the tools and you got the wherewithal to, to really start turning this ship around, I mean, Nebraska is the place to do it. Absolutely. You know, and it's not lost on me and, or you, you know, uh, what we're huge fans of Connor over at, at corn craze. Yeah. And, uh, if you have not seen his YouTube channel yet, folks, you've got to go check it out. The dude goes second to none when it comes to putting out good Husker content. So, and he, he mentioned that, and I completely forgot about it, that when Dylan initially <laughs> committed to Ohio state last year, it was uh, during a live streamed worship service at his church. So he involved his church family, even in his decision as to where he was going to go play college football at that particular time. Who knows? Maybe he does that again. Maybe he doesn't. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe, excuse me, <clears throat> frog in the throat. I believe faith will inform his decision, but I don't think that will be the majority factor that will bring him to Nebraska. I think the fact that all of the coaches share a lot of the same belief systems that he does, not just faith wise, but also hard work first, uh, become a good person off the field instead of just being a great player on it. All those kinds of things. I think we're going to uh, want him to to want to be at Nebraska. I think. I, I mean, I kind of lean definitely toward the positive on him coming here in the first place. So um, let's move on to our next bullet point, which is his visit to Pinnacle Bank Arena for the basketball game. He tweeted out this picture, the good life. He was up, I guess, up in a box suite somewhere. I don't know if Coach Rule was up there, if anybody else was up there. But then later in the game, he goes downstairs, walks right in front of the benches, all that good stuff, right along the court side, gets to his seats kind of behind the, I believe he was sitting right behind Trev Alberts right there on the floor. And the place just started chanting, chanting, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. And he jumped up and gave through the bones. I don't have the video available to share here. I will probably put it in in post-production here. So don't worry, folks, you'll get to see the video. Um, but yeah, he looked starstruck and kind of uncomfortable even when he stood up and threw the bones and was smiling he looked really kind of shy so he doesn't seem like the kid that kind of kid that's extremely full of himself um and then i thought this guy from twitter i love this comment the only thing that would have made today better is giving Raiola a mic and him walking out to midcourt and saying he's committed but i guess we can wait until he decides what he wants to do yep. <laughs> so i thought that was worth Worth sharing. So yeah, at Husker underscore fan 15. I wonder if the 15 has anything to do with Frazier. Chances are it does. And then uh, there's look, and I, and I know we could look at Dominic and go, hey, he must have stopped through uh, Colorado on the way and got a couple of edibles. Um, but I tend to think the look on his face there is extreme pride, not only in his son, but also uh, in the way that Husker fans, whom he loves deeply, uh, really showed out and gave him a warm warm reception there at PBA. What do you think? Sorry. I was vaping at the, <laughs> at the worst good. time. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think he looks like a, like a proud, proud relative who's just excited to bring his, 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 you know, his star with him to a place that he's going to be appreciated to the fullest extent. And mm-hmm he got a real taste of what Husker nation can bring and the energy. I mean, seriously, I mean, I don't mean to, to, to like sidetrack here, but the fact that we pack pinnacle bank arena for 
you know, mostly a sub 500 basketball team where only recently we got above that 500 uh, win loss record. And we just go absolutely bonkers. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that's what we do in Memorial Stadium. That's what we do for volleyball games. That's what we do as, as a state. And so I'm sure he knew this, but it's, it's one thing to see it from a computer screen or a TV screen. And it's another to be there and witness it to its fullest extent that it can Mm -hmm. be. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure that that, I'm sure he still thinks about that. Like, wow, (laughs) this is, yeah, this is a crazy environment. (laughs) Yeah. I'll share I'll share. We'll be sharing a quote that, that he put out there shortly after that, that experience, uh, when we kind of wrap up our thoughts on what we think his chances of coming here are. Uh, but for now, what we're going to jump into is um, in other news, some other news surrounding Riola over the last week or so. First and foremost, uh, Hayes Fawcett on three's social media recruiting <clears throat> expert teased a huge announcement it was coming up on Sunday night shortly after that visit to PBA and all that good stuff. So, of course, Husker Twitter went nuts. Everybody was just clamoring, hoping he was going to commit and it was going to be a big deal and this, that, and the other. And then hey, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> a picture of all the, the number one player in the him. country has lots of yeah. offers. Wow. Shocker. Now that's a big announcement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was blown away. I don't know. Actually, I laughed. As soon as I saw it, I started laughing. I'm like, oh, the tears are flowing right now on Husker Twitter. Yep. And it's to be expected. We got trolled and a lot of them exploded in outrage. How could you do this? How could you lead us on? Blah, blah, blah. Well, because we're so freaking gullible, you idiots. Stop it. Just stop it. Look, I don't believe anything is ever going to be set in stone with Dylan. Even if he commits in the next couple months, he gives a verbal and he's like, I'm done. That's it. Recruiting's over. I won't believe it until that ink is dried on that letter of intent that actually has Nebraska's letterhead on, on top of it. That's mm-hmm. that's the only time I'm going to believe it's absolutely true. So I think we'd all do our hearts and our blood pressure some real positivity if we just let it play out and not worry too much about uh, what trolls like to throw out there on Twitter. I agree. So, all right. So moving on in other news (laughs) on three has also recently downgraded Dylan from the number one overall recruit to number six. And yet again, Husker Twitter kind of went, Ballistic. They took issue with on three. I saw a few tweets out there accusing the service of a bias against Nebraska. Simply the re the, being the reason they downgraded him was because Nebraska was interested and he was interested in Nebraska. Suddenly he's a bad recruit. Now I've heard this argument with other recruits before I've heard, you know, I've heard it on other podcasts and this, I just don't buy it. I mean, he didn't have as good a junior season as he had a sophomore season. He elevated his competition level in Arizona versus what he played against in Texas. And it showed on the field. Now he's got a chance to redeem that this year. And I think he was hurt a little bit last year, which limited him a little bit too. So, um, but to me, the logic dictates that there was a reason behind it. And it wasn't just because there was an N next to one of the schools that he's interested in. So um, any thoughts on that? Yeah. If it were to actually do with the N on his helmet, he would be downgraded to a four star. That's where the conspiracy (laughs) begins for me. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he would, he would jump great, down like yeah. 200 slots. Like it would just, if it, if he yeah. just like egregiously <laughs> dropped in rankings, I would be like, okay, I'll put my tinfoil hat on now and entertain this, this, sure. this conspiracy. But yeah, no, he dropped, he dropped five slots. And that is actually do, right? almost a miracle considering how much of a drop mm-hmm. off it was from his sophomore to his, his junior season statistically wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, he's got a whole, he's got a whole senior season coming up here and mm-hmm. for another know, high school, by the way, for another it'll one, it'll be his third high school since his sophomore year. So yeah, he played in Texas mm-hmm. in sophomore. He played in Chandler, Arizona last year. He'll play at Pinnacle high school this year. So yep. uh, another upgrade in talent that he'll be playing as well. So, um, next up. Another news was that during the week, and we even talked about this around the table uh, last weekend, and that that we thought at that point that there was a that was true that Dylan had canceled his visit to Georgia. Uh, but the fact, um, oh Lord, now my slides don't want to work. Oops, it just uh, did. It was just a delay. It worked really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Husker Online. Sean Callahan reached out to Dominic and confirmed that it was just a rumor. And he had, and Dominic had absolutely no idea how it started. Even Sipple reported that as well later in the week. So, you know, it's like Twitter. Twitter just, I, I saw three or four tweets about it and like official looking graphics and all this crap. And I'm like, we just got to quit letting people troll us. Even people who claim to be in our own fan base. It, it's just stupid. Just stupid. And, you know, April 18th and 19th, Dylan will be at Georgia. And then on the 25th, he will be here, which is three days after Nebraska begins spring camp, which I think is great. I think this is the first time Nebraska's uh, running spring camp after spring break. So none of these kids are going to work their tails off for like four practices and they'll get drunk on a beach in Mexico for a week, yeah. you know, <laughs> and come back and try to get back into football shape. They're going to be run into the ground for 30 days, which I think is awesome, culminating in the spring game, which of course – I'm pretty sure Dylan will be there along with a whole bunch of these guys who are going to be recruit with him on March 25th. Uh, some top level wide receivers, tight ends, wow. like only one, like two, three stars out of all of them. The rest of them are all high level four stars and so and one five star defensive lineman as well. So uh, that visit's huge. Uh, there's a lot of big time kids coming, and I've heard it on other shows. And I think it's important to mention and talk about Scott that that what. Uh, getting a guy like uh, Dylan to actually commit would do for the domino effect that a lot of these kids that are going to be visiting with him, if he actually commits in the next couple months, I'm not going to be surprised if you get another couple and not, if, if not just one, maybe two more high, really high four stars and perhaps even a five star or two to come along with them. And that's yep. program changing, man. That trans mm-hmm. that transforms things, makes things different. So, um, what do you think? Do you, do you think he's going to be a like? When do you think is a realistic time window for him to announce his commitment? Because I, if I were to take a guess at it, I would say. I mean, this is just from my perspective as a Husker fan, and if there was a question, a mm-hmm. very pertinent question that I would want to have answered before coming to Nebraska as a quarterback, it would be what is this offensive line actually going to look like? Yeah. I, I would really like to know that if my tail is on the line quite literally, well, I would hope his tail isn't on the line because that would mean he's getting sacked. Um, 
<laughs> that that's that's kind of my question is like if if he's going to make a commitment is he going to make a commitment before he knows or before we get at least a sample size or is he going to play it smart in my opinion would be the smart play would be well let's just wait for this uh this 2023 season to kind of kind of roll out and see how sure. things are looking and see if old you know uncle uncle donnie is is getting getting the ball rolling with this offensive line so when do you when do you think he would actually realistically make a commitment um my understanding at least a couple of the network shows i've listened to they've said that he's looking at late march early april to actually make a decision maybe that's changed i don't know maybe i heard wrong maybe it was a different recruit they were talking about i haven't really found any of that information even though i looked um my guess would be he's one of those guys that wants to be committed as early as possible so he can focus on his senior season and really focus in on his studies because I think he's one that wants to be an early enrollee too, where he shows up in winter and he's there for spring back to practice in 2024, which gives him a leg up on just about everything. Um, so that would be my guess. My guess would be sometime around the spring game or shortly after we could hear where he's going. And God bless, I hope it's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah um, no, I, I, I I don't really care either way, but like I said, right. if if I were to put myself in a quarterback's cleats, it would be like, well, this offensive line has been egregious for the last right. half of a decade. You know, I understand it's my uncle and and I have trust in him as a family member and and obviously Rule has trust in him to retain him as staff and all that stuff, but right. I mean it's one of those things. Maybe it's just my trauma as a Husker fan speaking, but it's like I, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. You know, <laughs> but that's <laughs> just traumatic stress disorder for sure. We've seen a lot of it in Memorial Stadium these last couple of years. Yep. Um. So, but if he commits in the spring, that'd be pretty sick. That'd, that'd be, be pretty, pretty awesome. Sick. I think it's. I think that's what I'd heard, but maybe I'm thinking of a different recruit. But. uh Let's go ahead, Scott. Let's crystal ball this thing right. ourselves. This is the Generation Red crystal ball prediction because we know fuck all about what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we're still going to do it anyway. And for me, I'm pretty high on it. I think I think the, the worldview and the faith factor and whatnot that, that seems to permeate this staff is going to mean something. To Dylan, I think it's his dad's alma mater. He loves, he's always loved Husker football, as I said earlier. Um, and his dad, he, you can't deny that dads can have an influence, but at the same time, he's probably a lot like some former Huskers whose sons were not exactly offered like they should have been to come here. Uh, <clears throat> Keegan Johnson, anyone? Uh, and Cluster said, no, son, you've got to make your decision for you. You can't go there just because I went there. And um, I think. I think Dominic's pretty level-headed on that and is just going to let his son make his own choice. But if I were a gambling man, I would gamble that about 65% in favor of Nebraska getting uh, getting Dylan Raiola. So how about you? Well, so to reference back to Corn Crazed, I was really, I was really uh, happy with the fact that his his prediction was something more like a 70%. He said that right at the end of his video. He was like, I think it's probably about a 70% chance that Raiola ends up 
signing his name on the dotted line for the Cornhuskers. And I was like, damn, <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> yeah. awesome. Um, me, I'm once again, as I already kind of alluded to about three minutes ago, is I'm a traumatized Husker fan who has experienced nothing but pain and suffering for the last mm-hmm. better better side of a, of a decade. And, you know, I'm, I think we have a chance. I think we have a chance. Definitely better than 50%. I'd say that it's better than a coin flip, but it's just a little bit past a coin flip. I'd say it's probably like 55, 60%. That's, that's kind of right. where I'm at. I think we have a better chance of getting him than not. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, you know, I just, I just don't know. I don't know. And I would love to see him here. Like anybody else, any rational human being would say, love to see him here. Um, but I would also love to see him make a sound and timely decision And I think that this kid has got a good head on his shoulders. And I think he's surrounded by people who love and care about his future. And if Mm -hmm. if he decides that his future is not at Nebraska, I think he's making the right decision. I think, I think if, if he wants to go to the NFL, if he wants a Heisman trophy, or if he wants, uh, wants to contend in the national championship, you, you have a way better chance at doing those things if you don't go to Nebraska. So if you don't go, Mm -hmm. I don't blame you, but Mm -hmm. if, like you said, if he comes here, I think that sets a precedent. And I think that sets a snowball effect that could potentially turn the ship around on its, you know, on its, on its heel, you know, it could just, or on its keel, it could just keel over just immediately. And like you said, you could get four stars, you could get another five-star recruit for goodness sake. And then Mm -hmm. you're looking at his sophomore year, Maybe we're contending for a little something a little bit bigger than a bowl game potentially. And right. by the time he hits his senior year, I mean, you you could you could if you if we averaged out a class of one five star and like seven four star recruits for the next four recruiting cycles, there mm-hmm. is no reason with competent coaching, which I think we have, that you're not somewhere within the discussion of a college football playoff. And if there's anything that USC proved this year is that you don't have to go to a damn college football playoff to have a Heisman quarterback. So. Nope. No, you don't. But you do have to have a Heisman quarterback to lose to Tulane, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because they didn't want to be there, you know, just like the SEC excuse. But uh, (laughs) those were good points, by the way. Very good points. I think uh, he would be a program changer. I, I really do. I think. I think. Thank you, Ryan. Unlike, unlike a certain five star we got way back in two thousand five, in the name of Marlon Lucky, who had a great career at Nebraska, not a fantastic oh, yeah. career, but a great career, um, and he didn't really change the program because he was a running back in Bill Callahan's West Coast system, which doesn't really feature nearly as much um, straight up running the football like like Marlon was probably expecting. Um, and I think he was downgraded to like a high four star by the time he got on campus anyway. So that was where the whole, the whole conspiracy theory about Nebraska being the death knell to a five star came in. And, and back in the day when, when um, the top running back recruit in the country in 1995 was Amon green, they didn't have a star rating back then. He was just the top recruit running back rated running back in the country period. End of story. You didn't have any, 
ratings out there for him. So um, anyway, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Dylan does. I'm really looking forward to in the very near future, getting back on here and talking about another topic, hopefully next week. Yep. That's fairly relevant to what's going on in Husker nation. Maybe it's football, maybe it's something else. We'll see. Uh, but we will do this again, folks. And these will definitely be shorter than your typical podcasts that we do because we're just going to kind of hone in on one thing and hopefully not rabbit trail too often. So um, where can folks find you, Scott, and follow you out there on the interwebs? Hey, folks, if you're familiar with our podcast, you know where to find me. But if you're not, I am on Twitter at Scott Genred Pod. That is Scott with two T's. The second one is silent. Um, yep, you can follow me there. Terrible memes, probably terrible takes, and I'm not as active on Twitter currently, but I'll get I'll get back I'll get back in the swing of things. So give me a follow. I'd appreciate it. Alrighty. And you can follow me and the show at GenredPod on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, or listen to the audio show on your favorite podcast app by subscribing to Generation Red. Also, don't forget to visit our website at GenredPod. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please send them to GenredPod at gmail.com. And until next time, folks, he's Scott. I'm Ken together with generation red. And we're here to remind you every single week that there is no place like Nebraska. Iowa's corn sucks that like, you know how like your phone won't charge sometimes because it's filled with like this lint and dead skin and whatnot. Like they mm-hmm. suck that out of your phone charging port, which is great. Cause then you can charge your phone again, but they suck that all the time. <laughs> Okay, that was an obscure insult, and it worked perfectly. So, go Big Red, folks. We'll see you next time. Go Big Red.